If you're into designer furniture and you want the sofa that broke the internet, you don't have to go broke to get it. Because Designer Looks Furniture has all the same styles and trends and all the quality, but without the designer prices. Check them out. Designer Looks at American Signature Furniture or designerlooks.com. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Addicts podcast, part of the Fantrax family of podcasts. My name is Mung, and of course, you can find me on Twitter at FFA underscore Mung. That's M-E-N-G. Hey, Addicts, if something sounded fishy there... Something was fishy. That's not FFA underscore Mung. That's super producer Dan. Mung couldn't uh, make it with us tonight, but we are here for a fun night of exciting football, fantasy football talk. Um, getting through week one of the playoffs, a wild card round, as I like to talk it, it, call it. And it certainly has been a wild card of a round. Just nastiness all over the football field. Your superstars not producing. Guys you've never heard of. Well, hopefully not never heard of. But guys you probably weren't starting producing big time. Whew. How are you feeling about it, Dan? We are truly in trying times right now. You know, it's yep. been a brutal week. Yep. Hopefully you had a bye this week. <laughs> you know, I did. And Mung did. He's enjoying that. Yeah, for sure. Um, so let's get started. Um, we have a lot to talk about tonight. Um, I guess we can start with um, Thrive Fantasy. Does that sound good, Los? Sounds like a good, you know what, that's, it feels like there's some sort of equation to make this episode happen. I think that's the next part of the equation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mung, you know, I, I pay attention sometimes, you know, when we're recording <laughs> these things. So let me you tell you about... You can't pay attention too much. I get that. <laughs> let me tell you about Thrive Fantasy. Thrive offers DFS-style contests on player props. It's super easy. You pick the 10 out of 20 player props for the week, with each prop getting assigned a fantasy point value for the over and the under based on how likely the outcome is. The more you get right, the bigger the payout. Thrive Fantasy has over $100,000 in weekly prizes, including their Sunday contest where first place wins $20,000. Sign up now with our promo code FFA, and you'll receive an instant 100% deposit match up to 100% for your first deposit, minimum $10 deposit. Check it out today on the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. Or you can play at thrivefantasy.com. That's T-H-R-I-V-E fantasy.com. You know, I could not have said that better myself. And Addicts, I just want to take a moment to, I guess, apologize for not knowing that we were going to have two games delayed until Tuesday this week. Uh, certainly didn't see uh, Roger Goodell changing his edict that he set in the preseason saying that uh, move, movements would not be made on behalf of COVID or anything. Now, granted, it's only been one week that he's had to do this. And he uh, subsequently, I guess I would say, loosened restrictions on uh, on what uh yeah, I was going to say, I think, I think they voted. Did the Players Association actually vote on yeah. that? I heard they were going to change it so that vaccinated players didn't have to test as often. Right. Certainly, uh, certainly a lesser burden on the players. Uh, I don't want to talk about, uh, you know, infectious disease ramifications or anything because I just don't know. Um, but we uh, we go in with the asterisk or with the uh, with the caveat. Hopefully all these games happen when we say they're going to. But uh, hey, that's the NFL. Yeah, I know. They, they, they're trying their best, you know, to, to yeah. continue making sure that the games happen and, and uh, the money flows. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> well, that's important for the league, that's for sure. So that'll start us off on Thursday night football. The San Francisco 49ers at the Tennessee Titans. The Niners are rolling. Debo's playing wide receiver again, if uh, if this week's to be believed. And that meant that uh, Brandon Ayuk found his way to your bench. Didn't really produce much this week, while George Kittle, Debo did quite well, and, uh, and Wilson was very good at running back. If Mitchell remains out, which early indications are that he is going to re- remain out, no reason not to trust Jeff Wilson Jr. as a running back, too. Yeah, I don't have anything really to add there. I mean, in in redraft right now, you're you're definitely not going to play Ayuk, especially with with what they have going on right now with Debo. Like he's he's the guy. Mm-hmm. He certainly is. And on the Tennessee side of the football, uh, well, so much for Julio Jones's uh, triumphant season in Tennessee. Not looking good. I just avoid this pass game altogether. Uh, Dante Foreman gets plenty of carries. Should be a volume-based running back to play versus San Francisco. Um, past that, don't really want to touch the team. Yeah, A.J. Brown is eligible to return from IR, but... I mean, I, I'm, I believe if I, if I remember correctly, that means that he needs to come back within three weeks. Correct yeah. So, 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 so he, day. so he just had to be off for three weeks and he's eligible to return. And I believe he has been activated, but I no, he has not yet been. No, I, I did be. not see he was activated. So I, yeah. I, at this point, you know, he might not even play, you know, right. if you have the, the, the roster spot, you know, pick it up as speculative ad, but I wouldn't be playing him. Or even thinking about no, it. I, I, I want to see him back for for one week, and he, just because he's active doesn't mean he's necessarily going to play. Right. Uh, we've seen we saw Julio, you know, eligible to return for two weeks before they decided to put him on the field, and heck, they probably just shouldn't have. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I'm going to pick San Francisco in this game. Um, Tennessee started real hot to this season; um, they were looking great, and then they lost uh, all their playmakers. So very hard to uh, make much of anything. Oh, certainly not starting Tannehill in one quarterback. Or right. uh, otherwise, there's probably someone better out there, unless your your league is weird. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, Mung went ahead and uh, said he's picking San Francisco, but he reserves the right Francisco. to pick Tennessee if AJ Brown is back. So I will lock him into that because I do think San Fran will win either way. I, and Dan, why do you guys keep doing all these these? Uh, <laughs> I'm, it's crazy this year, man. As, as I mean, there's here. been too much going all on. These, you know, oh well, if this happened, just just pick one. Come on, Monk. It's hard. To, <laughs> it's hard to pick 16 games a week or however many it games is. a week for all these weeks on a Monday. <laughs> no, I know. No, I, I, I don't make any bets until Thursday anyways, unless it's for the Thursday there you game. Go. Uh, I think story. that's a smart way to do it, but <laughs> we don't have much choice in the matter. All right, let's move on. All right. Saturday afternoon, another uh, set of Saturday games this week, 3.30 p.m. Central, 4.30 p.m. Eastern. Cleveland at the Green Bay Packers. Not a great matchup this week for Cleveland, no matter who the quarterback. Green Bay's pass defense has been quite good, and Cleveland lacks the playmakers in the pass game. Nick Chubb's a definite definite start for me. He's going to get plenty of carries, not expecting uh, Kareem Hunt back here. Hopefully a few targets for Chubb as well. Um, I guess you'd call him an upside running back two but with all the injuries and how things are looking he's probably he's probably as good enough to play as a back end running back one right now yeah chubb is is a real good choice right now especially considering the the running back landscape still at this point um Dernis johnson is an elite handcuff with cream hunt doubtful with a high ankle sprain uh, we will see if um mayfield landry and hoover come back from the covid list 
Yeah, not not seeming too good for the Browns, but what can you do? Uh, for the Packers, start your regular Packers, including both running backs. And if you did start Alan Lazard, let this week serve as a reminder why not to chase big weeks of Packers wide receivers not named Devontae Adams. You'll see big ones from MVS, who we saw this week. You'll see big ones from uh, Alan Lazard, like we saw two weeks ago. You'll see big weeks from Randall Cobb who we saw prior. Of course, that's not fair because he's <laughs> he's not playing. He's hurt. But uh, just don't chase that crap. Uh, Lazard made sense on paper and was inches away from two touchdowns in the end zone. And that was coming back uh, from an injury in game. But either way, Cleveland, uh, tougher than Baltimore uh, with all the Ravens injuries on defense. So I'd temper expectations uh, for both MVS and Lazard. Totally agree there. Um, I'm going ahead and picking the Packers this week. Mung says Green Bay, but I hope the Packers lose. Well, I hope so too, Mung. And Dan, what do you think? I'm taking Green Bay too. But I know Mung yeah. is taking the Packers. He says he hopes the Packers lose not because he's a Bears fan, but because he wants Tampa Bay to get that number one seed. Oh, That's the reason. I just threw up in my mouth, and I'm not even kidding. Like, it's, oh, I need another lozenge. Yeah, right. <sighs> okay, that'll take us into Saturday evening, 7.20 Central, 8 p.m. Easter, East, Easter, Eastern. And the only reason I bring these things up repeatedly is to remind you to take any players in these games out of your flex, put them in your wide receiver or running back slot, just because so many crazy things are happening with the with the COVID and everything. You don't know if somebody that you need to be a wide receiver or running back may end up missing a game. So just give yourself that flexibility. All right, back to the game. Indianapolis at Arizona. Uh, Michael Pittman was tossed from the game this past week. We will see if any repercussions are coming for him this weekend, as in missing another game. I'm doubting it. Um, it seems like things were handled pretty quickly, swiftly. Uh, there's probably a fine coming for him, but I don't expect him to miss this game. The team only passed the ball 12 times in a win versus New England. Jonathan Taylor's a bona fide stud. You don't need to hear me say that. Craig Reynolds, this guy, whoever this guy is. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure so many guy. people are saying that, no, if you think about it. Like, yep. you're, you're see, like let's say you're not watching the game. You see Craig Reynolds showing up there on right. like the, the ticker on the bottom. You're like, who, who's this guy? Uh, I like he looked, the two first names. I was a crowd pleaser. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, he looked like Adrian Peterson versus Arizona. Um, I can only imagine what horrors Jonathan Taylor will unleash upon the Cardinals. <laughs> like seriously. <laughs> yeah, you're you're right about that, and that uh, that uh, yeah, you're absolutely right, and that certainly does sway my pick. Uh, not to bury the lead here, but uh, this this is I think this is close to a pick'em. I think at the uh, Vegas line, but I'm not sure if that's going to sway. Really? But huh? I I think it was close. I think it was I think it was Indy by one point, but I think they're going to blow their doors off. Unfortunately. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Yeah, um, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, as for Arizona's side, you certainly can't throw away a season after one game. I think Murray remains a top quarterback option with his legs. He's certainly going to come out with something to prove here. Uh, Kirk, Ertz, and Green are in plays as flex sort of options. Uh, I don't think you're sitting James Conner after how well he's done for the season. You certainly can't throw all that away. But, uh, boy, Arizona did not look good against Detroit. It's it's hard to It's hard to, you know. Put put makeup on that one. Ooh, and then just as you say that, there's a a nice touchdown catch by Justin Jefferson. There you against go against the Bears. Hmm. All right. Anyways, going back to this game, um, it's it's easier to pass versus uh, Indy than than to run over them. Uh, and Connor, he's he's just a, a touchdown dependent flex here. Um, huh. 
I agree that you're still starting Murray. Um, Kirk is a wide receiver two, green wide receiver three, probably. If Moore's out uh, with Hopkins already on IR with, with those two. Yeah, I'd buy that if Moore's definitely out because the, 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 the passes have to go somewhere and they can right. only dig so deep in this offense. Um, I'm going to pick Indianapolis here uh, pre, pre, pre this week. Um, it was closer, but like I said, yeah. And you said Taylor's going to run roughshod on this team. Yeah. Mung says tough call here. He picks Indianapolis. And Dan? I'm going to pick Indianapolis too. Yeah. I just don't. Yeah. I, they're just going to run all over them. It's, I don't know. Yep. Call us Team Synergy so far. Okay, right. that'll bring us into the Sunday games. Maybe we'll have a little divergence here. Sunday noon Central, 1 Eastern, Detroit at Atlanta. Uh, Detroit found a weapon in Craig Reynolds, who we just talked about. He's definitely a volume-based play if nobody returns to the team here. Keep an eye on practice reports because any sighting of Williams or uh, – well, Swift's done for now. So any sighting of Williams may curtail that a little bit. And uh, St. Brown's a solid flex, uh, if not a wide receiver three. I'm buying it right now with Hawkinson done for the year. Yeah, Reynolds, too, uh, as a wide receiver four with upside with Hawkinson out for the season. If you're desperate, Jared Goff is a streaming option. Um, we can talk about him a little bit more in the waiver wire section. Totally. Um, but yeah, this, uh, this Reynolds, yep. though, like, I, I so... This is like Don't that phenom sort of like, you, you know, that comes out practice squad guy that just comes out and we've been, we've been fooled by this so many times. Yes. I, I want to say, you know, like with that guy that comes out, has a crazy good game. Everyone goes and picks him up on the waiver wire and then he's just nothing for the rest of forever. Uh, this is sort of what I see in Reynolds here. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you agree with me here. I just, I, you know what? I don't disagree with you, but if you're hurting that running back, if, if you, I, you know, if you need a guy to play, I think uh, I think it's worth it this week. Now, it'd be more worth it if a player we'll talk about a little later didn't burst onto the scene, you know, uh, affiliated with a Leonard Fournette injury, of course. Um, but uh, so, so you may not have to do, go bidding on Craig Reynolds if you can target Ronald Jones, but we'll talk about that more later. Right. On the Atlanta side of the football, very limited day for Cordero Patterson, but I think we can use him here versus the Lions. He had a touchdown stolen from him. Um, and I'm still not sure why, uh, Pitts has been fine. Gage has continued with steady volume. Yeah. Patterson borderline RB one versus Detroit. If you think about yeah. it, uh, despite them shutting down Arizona's offense, uh, Gage continues to be underrated though. Uh, number five wide receiver in PPR over the last five weeks wow. since Ridley went down Is it that high. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, he's a must start top 15 wide receiver borderline top 10 versus Detroit. I know this is crazy. Crazy in the fantasy playoffs. <laughs> Hot takes a bound. But you know what? Um, Sometimes, you know, you always hear about those, those, um, those players that have like the unexpected insane day in the playoffs that like carried me to the championship. You know, this could be no, it right I, here. You know, I, I know better than any Brashad, Brashad Perryman two years ago. There you go. Yep. Uh, I'm going to take Atlanta here. Mung agrees also taking Atlanta and Dan. I'm, so I kind of want to pick Detroit here only because sure. I'm not going to, but they just I don't beat know. Arizona. I know, but I don't think they're going to do it again, but uh, they might do it again. <laughs> you see, they might. This is why I don't like making picks good. on Monday, right? 
Oh, I know that's you. (laughs) I mean, it's very clear that Detroit doesn't care about uh, maintaining a a good seating or a good good draft pick spot. So they may come out here like gangbusters and try and, you know, tank their future even further. And, you know, I feel like all season two, I've been like before we've done these or even in the the last episode I appeared on, I feel like I have to double take a little bit with Detroit because I always have like, I don't know, just like a feeling that these like teams, especially the ones that are in last place they just come out in the end of the season like ferociously when these other teams are sleeping on them and they just pick up these and i mean that's exactly what happened last or yesterday it it might happen again and this team is much worse than arizona (laughs) so you're you're absolutely right um these are these are you know grown men they they don't actually like to lose i i do think that they do take pride in their work um, and, and this is their job and this is their livelihood. And if they're losing games, their stock drops. I mean, the guys that are on bad teams don't make money because they get affiliated with bad teams by and large. I mean, so, I'm talking about full teams. I'm not talking, you know, your superstar, your skill players. I'm talking sure. about the guys whose names you don't know, your linemen and things like that. I'll put it this way. I'm going to pick Atlanta here, but I will be looking at that. The I'm, I'm going to be look, looking at that line as we get closer, or I'm going to be looking at the spread as we get closer to, to Sunday. Because sure. if, if, if it looks pretty good, like Detroit plus 10, plus 7, I, I might take that. Oh, that's, that's I don't a know. big, Detroit's that's bad. A big line. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. I didn't that, even look at happen, any of these lines right. yet. I have no idea what the opening line is. Do you know? No, Should I, I look don't have up? a clue. I, I only look for Survivor League purposes, and it's now just, uh, now it's only out of, I mean, I've lost a couple weeks ago, unfortunately. I didn't want to talk about it, but uh, now I just look out of habit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I usually don't. Here, let me see. Hold on one second. Um, okay, the Lions are plus 5.5. I yeah. wouldn't be shocked if that grows a little bit. If that grows to s- 7. You think it'll grow? I think it'll... I don't know. I don't I'm know. Not, you, you're, the, you're the veteran. I'm not. I think after beating Arizona, I, I, bet, it to, I bet it'll drop to... Well, I think after beating Arizona is why it's plus 5.5. Oh, it was higher before. I'm guessing. I'm not sure because I didn't see it. But I, I'm just looking at it right now. You That's know, I don't guess. know. I could see people being like, "Oh, Detroit's not going to do this twice," and then they're going to start pulling the spread and pulling rabbits out of hats. Yeah, at the end maybe. Of the season. I don't know. I might. I might jump in on that if it gets a little nicer. Even five and a half isn't that bad. That's fair. I do you mind if I jump into the it, AFC but... North? Wait, I'm sorry. Do you mind if I jump into the AFC North for a moment? Oh, yes. Sorry, we, we, went, we, went, on, we went on too long. Mark, <laughs> sorry, not, not to move you along or anything. Mark Andrews is doing his best to keep pace with Travis Kelsey. As a matter of fact, he did keep pace with Travis Kelsey. Uh, Tyler Huntley targets him quite a bit. At the end of the game, I was quite nervous as a uh, guy who heavily relies on Mark Andrews. I thought he had one too many targets and uh, thought he was going to be carted off the field. But thankfully, he got back up. Looks okay. Uh, Tyler Huntley made a great game for himself. Uh, I, I think he may end the week as the quarterback one. Uh, hopefully he can stay healthy. Uh, that's Andrews as well as Huntley. Um, Huntley rushing the ball so much completely roasted Devonte Freeman's value and the split that they're doing with Murray. If Huntley's playing, I don't want any part of that backfield, but I do expect uh, Lamar Jackson probably to come back here. Hollywood Brown's a flex play with Huntley and a wide receiver too with Jackson. If he can play. Yeah, we'll see about Jackson. Uh, if he's back, uh, that'd be great. Uh, but it might actually hurt Andrews um, yep. because Huntley likes to target Andrews. 
Yep. Uh, other than that, I don't really have anything else to add to what you said. Totally agree. As for the Cincy time, very rough week for this offense. Hopefully you survived the Jamar Chase stinker. Uh, if, he, if he's healthy, obviously the wide receiver ranks remain Chase, then Higgins, uh, then Boyd further down. Um, Boyd had a really nice catch and run, but those are few and far between for him. Baltimore secondary is rife with injuries, though. Uh, we'll see if Baltimore goes away from the single coverage on Chase after Cincinnati burned them last time. Uh, yep. Burrow's good. Chase is good. Higgins, probably good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Megan, Mixon's pretty good, too. Mixon's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I uh, mean, it, that's, yeah, I mean, you're totally right, though, about Chase. It's like, it just seemed like he, he had a very, very hot start to this year, and I guess teams figured him out a little bit. Um, so you're really kind of hoping for that one big play from him. I feel like totally agree. And then at the time, the tight end front, uh, CJ Uzuma worth a look with Baltimore soft over the middle, 91 yards and two touchdowns. Last time those, uh, those two teams that's, met for, that's for CJ. True. I forgot about him actually. Yep. <laughs> See, he, he, the, these are the kind of players that could win you, uh, win you your playoffs folks. For sure. You got to pay attention addicts. That's why we, that, there you go. Uh, Mung's going to pick Cincinnati. I'm going to pick Cincinnati. Uh, these games are always close in the AFC North. I know I, I, I know I'm, you know, ringing a, I, I know I say that too many times, but it is true. This is going to be a very, very close game and I'm just leaning to giving it uh, to the home team. And how about you, Dan? I'm going to take Cincinnati too. I, I agree with you on the home yeah. team here and we'll see if, I mean, if Jackson's back, is he going to be like back back? You know, I don't know. I don't think we have a full picture of exactly what's wrong with him. So I, I think that's a very good question. Hopefully it doesn't uh, hurt Mark Andrews for me. That's, that's mostly what <laughs> that's I care, care about, about. <laughs> selfishly. Well, it's the playoffs. It's time to get no, selfish, that's true. man. That's true. The LA Rams at the Minnesota Vikings who are playing tonight. Uh, we're not, and the Rams are playing tomorrow. We're not going to know much about them till tomorrow, but uh, Henderson may be ready to go at running back for the Minnesota game. Odell Beckham Jr. has fit in pretty nicely and could fit nicely into your flex against Minnesota. Uh, Cup should have another top five wide receiver week, if not top three, uh, as long as he stays healthy uh, tomorrow. Van Jefferson and yeah. Beckham both in play as flex options. Good call. Um, monitor the workload split between Henderson and Michelle on Tuesday. That's yep. all I have for them. Two, two very good points. Uh, <laughs> as for Minnesota, tough matchup uh, for Minnesota for your playoffs here, but you're starting your two studs and then strongly considering Thielen, depending on practice reports. He's, of course, not playing tonight. Uh, hopefully Osborne puts together a good showing tonight because I think we've been able to uh, rely on him pretty heavily with, with Thielen gone. Yeah, um, Ramsey not shadowing this year keeps Jefferson in play as a as a wide receiver one. Uh, so play the matchups. Uh, don't get cute. It's the playoffs. Start Jefferson. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, I'm taking the Rams against uh, Minnesota as is Mung. I got to take the Rams too. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's just yeah, yeah. they're it's a good the smart team. play. I think otherwise I wouldn't have taken them. Buffalo at New England showdown of NFC or AFC East rivals. Gabe Davis had a tremendous day and if San, uh, with Sanders out this week, Davis is a target for this week as well, especially with Belichick likely focusing on Stefan Diggs. Uh, Devin Singletary is a very strong flex option. I say flex because you probably don't have to start him higher than that, but he I'd be. Uh, I'd easily start him as a running back too. They've shown their uh, their commitment to him. 
for right now. That can always change mid-game, of course, but uh, if he does anything wrong. But the coach already came out, said they're committing to Devin Singletary. So I, I'm rely, I'm, I'm, I think he's going to be fine. And then Dawson Knox is in that tight end one range. You know, I was on the last uh, podcast that we had when, when Buffalo played New England before that, and I was talking with Mung about this too with Gabe Davis. Mm-hmm. I know he had his huge day before, but I'm saying like Gabe Davis, now that Sanders is also out, I said last time, watch him have two touchdowns. He ended up having one, but I actually yeah. do think he can have two touchdowns in this game. I agree with you. I like Gabe Davis quite a bit. I He's... wanted him as an end of the uh, roster stash at the end of last season, but somebody beat me to him. I can't oh, remember who, who was, was. I think it might have been you. It's definitely me. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, and on the New England side, um, New England oh, wait, is no, a no. tough we got team. More, we got more. Singletary is oh, a priority ad. If if he if for somehow he's he's available, um, definitely. I think do that. he. I think he could be. Yeah, and uh, especially since Ma, uh, Moss is back to a healthy scratch, you know, you you got to do it. Totally. Completely agree with you there. Uh, New England, they've seen tough times lately. Uh, they're a tough team to lean on here with, uh, with the injuries at running back and whatnot. Um, Hunter Henry came through in a big way, two touchdowns on eight targets. You rarely see that. You, you do see the two touchdowns, but you rarely see the eight targets for him. Buffalo's a good defense. Uh, Stevenson got the bulk of the carries versus Indianapolis with Harris out. But we're going to see about Harris's hamstring. Uh, very early to call on this one right now, I think. Jacoby Myers is a volume flex play in PPR. Yeah, if Harris is out, Brandon Bolden is in play here as well in the receiving role. Uh, weather conditions with high winds made it tough on Buffalo's offense last time they played. Uh, but Buffalo could be playing with the lead this time. Yeah, and as a matter of fact, I think they will be. I am picking them to win here. These are two teams on uh, different slope trajectories. Buffalo, New England, a little bit on the downturn. Buffalo, a little bit on the upturn. I uh, expect them to take the win despite being on the road against Belichick. Mung is also selecting Buffalo. I'm taking Buffalo, too. God, right. I hate agreeing with you. A lot of synergy. A <laughs> lot of team synergy. All right. Uh, Jacksonville at the New York Jets. Wow. Uh, Jacksonville lost. They did not rally behind uh, the new coach, or maybe they did. I don't know. At the very least, the game plan <laughs> made sense. Robinson's a running back two this week, but the pass game will need an offseason to become reliable. It can't happen in a week. It can't happen in the three that are left for this season. Uh, I do think JT O'Shaughnessy is a strong play. I, I'd say strong, but not certainly not like a tight end one, just like if you need somebody to plug and, and he's available. He's getting targets. Lawrence likes to throw to the tight end. Yeah, this is the toilet bowl this week. Are you sure they're actually even going to air this this matchup? <laughs> they just like, might. seriously. I, they, I, they I'm curious to see. You know how they have those coverage maps. I, I can't wait yep. to see like the little speck of of this yep. game. <laughs> you know, well, like it, two it won't areas. be in Jacksonville because they get blacked out all the time there. Oh, it's true. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> it's the home game, I think. But yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know the. I don't know how that fully works. Um, as for the Jets, Jacksonville is, of course, a fine matchup, but opportunities are very limited on this team. Uh, Crowder should have a handful of targets, but we said that exact same thing about Barrios last week, and he followed up his big week with a one-target week. So. I'm not following any of these wide receivers. Uh, I'm avoiding this team altogether. We thought Carter would come back and do something. Eight carries. This whole team's a no-no for me. Yeah, Carter and Coleman each saw eight carries versus Miami. Um, I'd expect more for Carter after his first game back from IR. 
uh, he's in play as the flex um, and Crowder and, and various as uh, wide receiver fours in PPR if you're desperate. Uh, someone will get a few big plays versus Jacksonville. Yeah, you know, that's true. It's, it, there's going to be actually, is there going to be garbage time in this game? The, the I whole think game there's going to be 60 time. minutes of garbage time. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Or if we're lucky, 70 minutes of garbage time. Right. So play all your play all your 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 jets and all of all of your jaguars. Hey, if you're getting extra ten minutes out of it, you you just may round up four to five points. That's not a bad day. Uh, <laughs> don't don't, I, I don't actually. Like it, do but that. I'm going to take the jets here. I think they they uh, are in slightly less disarray. And this is really sad to see how this team has shaped up this year because I I did think Robert Sala could put something together, but see, I think he's on the three year plan. Yeah. I'm going to take the Jets too, only because they've proven that they can they can win some games. <laughs> that's, sure, hey, that's Zach really Wilson's it. looking not yeah. much better than Trevor Lawrence. I, I blame the coaching, but uh, yeah, whatever the they're coaching. putting together at, you know, on the Jets has looked better than what the Jacksonville Jaguars have put together. Right. And Mung's also taking the Jets. Um, cool reasoning is pending. New York Giants at Philadelphia. Uh, you certainly can't trust this situation in in New York. Jake Fromm, Mike Glennon, or otherwise. Kenny Galladay is the top target for every Giants quarterback other than Daniel Jones for whatever reason. Uh, I I don't know. Um, Sterling Shepard is out. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's out for the year. Um, maybe, maybe Kadarius Tony comes back and, and we get some of that magic and, and the internet and Twitter can go nuts over this guy again. Yeah. Um, who knows? That'd be nice. Uh, Barkley and Berker, uh, Booker, Berker. Booker are still splitting snaps, uh, but are both flex plays in PPR. Yeah, there's a disgusting statement. I don't know if I have. I don't know if I can call Barkley a flex. I'd still call him a two personally, but maybe it's just because I, 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 I maybe I, my heart can't go on. I mean, maybe that's that's, that's actually that's a fair point because you didn't draft it. Like you're, you probably don't have someone better than him to be like that flex running back. You know, like, I know you're I probably wouldn't. playing him as at least an RB two. Yeah, definitely not you a know? definitely not slotting in as a running back one this week. Not in my top twelve. Uh, but but regardless, I won't belabor it. Going over to the Eagles side, uh, Philly doesn't play till tomorrow, so of course we won't know who's healthy or not. Hopefully, you can have Jalen Hurts back for this game. Goddard's the best play past him. Smith has been fading. The running back situation is a mess. I don't know what sort of mix they're going to be giving us between uh, Sanders and Howard and whatever they're doing that backfield lately. I mean, Sanders is, is potentially a strong matchup here. If his ankle is good to go, he, he can be an RB too. Yeah. If he's healthy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm going to take Philadelphia, but if you could tell by the, the, uh, the, the tenor of my voice, uh, that's not the timbre of my voice. Uh, I don't like either team here. Well, I mean, this isn't really a pick for I'm going to pick Philadelphia too. This isn't really a pick for Philadelphia. This is a pick against the giants. Because they have and, like nothing going for them right now. You're right. And Mung picks against the Giants as well. Well said. Well said, Dan. Tampa Bay at Carolina. The Panthers. Uh, Tampa Bay got blanked by the Saints. Not a good look for Mung's team, but uh, even worse <laughs> were injuries to Evans, Godwin, who will be out this week, and uh, Fournette, who's going to miss this week as well. That means big days to come for Ronald Jones, Gronk, and the next man up at wide receiver, who certainly could be Tyler Johnson. Yeah, so Antonio Brown is a priority add at wide receiver, um, along with Ronald Jones. I mean, they're they're probably Antonio Brown is still owned. 
Um, Ronald Jones might not be. Uh, who's a back-end RB2 with Fournette out and, and Vaughn on Brady's naughty list after dropping passes versus New Orleans and not trustworthy as a pass protector. Uh, can't imagine you have better QB options than Brady, but no. I temper expectations for him uh, as Carolina's pass defense and missing two starting wide receivers. Uh, Godwin is for sure droppable, but I, I'm sure you already have done that. Uh, okay. And Evans can be if you're in a tough spot and need the roster space. It sounds minor, but he could be back this week or next. Uh, oh. There's no telling if his snaps will be limited or not, though. And for uh, the Carolina side, this is certainly not a team I target for your title run, especially not against Tampa. Uh, Newton could be a quarterback one, but but I certainly don't like the risk there against a very good defensive line. I don't find myself wanting to start anyone on this team if I can avoid it other than DJ Moore. 11 yeah. targets for him this week. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think it, I think you guys talked about Abdullah as a garbage time PVR play versus Carolina yeah. last week. Uh, yeah. and he came through with four receptions for 48 yards and touchdown. It's true. So, I mean, you can never really expect a touchdown, but um, well, yeah, just more you, Anderson and Abdullah. Amir Abdullah. Now is the time to pick up Ronald Jones. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to pick Tampa here. Mung uh, says he's picking Tampa Bay, unshockingly, but he would stay away from Tampa in survivor pools. I mean, I'm going to take Tampa Bay too, oh, but I, yeah, I am. I, no, it's I'm the definitely right, taking it. It's the right be, one. It's the right choice. Don't be silly. I know. Don't be silly. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I won't let that happen. The Chargers at the Houston Texans. Uh, we'll see if Eckler clears COVID protocol. Uh, I think he was already upgraded today, so I, I don't know. I got multiple notifications. We've got to check a little further into what that situation was. Um, if not, Justin Jackson is a priority waiver wire ad with Josh Kelly and Roundtree is running back four plays. Um, all are going to have tons of opportunity in Houston. All could score a touchdown here. Uh, Allen is, of course, a strong play. And with the power injury, I think Jared Cook is in strong consideration at tight end. Uh, Par- Parham made that a messy situation, but... Uh, I think Jared Cook is uh, firmly ahead of Steven Anderson and should get the looks there. Mike, Mike Williams is a potential fade in a week where they shouldn't need to uh, put his body at risk. It's a good matchup for him, though. But he is, mm-hmm. he's a boomer bust flex. Yep. Um, the, the running back situation obviously bears the most watching this week, though, for, for them. Yep, I agree with you there. As for the Texans, Davis Mills is keeping Brandon Cooks quite relevant. And while the matchup isn't the best, I think he's a fine flex play for this week. Uh, Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, Mills loves hyper-targeting his number one guy. uh, But the Chargers are a tough uh, pass matchup. So Cooks is just a flex play despite two back-to-back boom games. Because he is boomer bust. Even though, Mm -hmm. yeah, he is boomer bust. He's like that guy that you're like never thinking about when you're playing fantasy. But then I should let's be, say let's say you come up against him and you see Cooks there and you're just like, oh man, yeah. <laughs> what is this gonna yeah. be? Um, it's like Will Fuller, right? Yeah, to- actually, that's a really good comparison. <laughs> um, and then and then you got Rex Burkhead is in play as a as a touchdown dependent flex. Oh gosh, if you say so. But I mean, really, are you playing? Are you? Gonna, you're not gonna play him. 
Not in the playoffs. Uh, I sure am not. If you're if you're worrying about playing Rex Burkhead, it's time for you Why, to go how are pick you in up Ryan Jones or Jonathan Singletary or uh, whoa Devin Singletary. Well, unless your entire <laughs> team got COVIDed, you're probably not even considering Rex Burkhead at this point. I I would certainly hope not. I mean, there's some crazy deep leagues out there, but uh, I can't imagine a team relying on Rex Burkhead making it into the final four of the playoffs. That's all I'm thinking for sure. And watch, yep. watch. This is this is after we just completely trashed. He's gonna come up with like two touchdowns and have like a oh, crazy yeah. day. Oh, and we'll hear it like on the, the Twitter. We're gonna get it left back. and right. Hey, Rex Burkhead's my MVP. Rex Burkhead is what won me a championship this year. You talk about uh, you talk about Rashad Perriman. Don't you disparage my Burkhead? For sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's not going to happen. Uh, I'm going to take the Chargers here. Mung says LA Chargers, but it's not crazy to think Houston has a shot. So I think it is absolutely crazy. So can we take Mung thinking it isn't crazy as Mung picking Houston? Yes, I'm totally down. That's what we're going to do. I'll pick the Chargers too, because that's a good pick. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. All right. Uh, that finally takes us into the mid afternoon of Sunday, Chicago at Seattle. Uh, we get, we get to see Chicago tonight in prime time and thus far in prime time, they've managed all of zero points. And, uh, let's see, I'm loading it up. Oh, too few yards for me to even see, uh, 48 total yards. Good job, Chicago. Um, depending on what we've seen from fields tonight, which admittedly has not been much, uh, you may want to look his way if you need an upside play. Probably not though. I mean, maybe though, you know, he can get those ground yards. He's and there may be garbage time. I'm not expecting them to win this. I'm not expecting them to win this game, but yeah, he could get you some garbage time points. Like if you really, I mean, this is the fantasy playoffs. Just as we're saying that he just took another hit to the upper body. I just saw that. uh, They've got to protect this guy. Hey, he could be solid like in like Superflex or something. If I no, you know, he's owned in Superflex. What am I even talking about? I mean, you know, I love him. You know, that I want the him. best for him. You know that I that I that I have faith in him. The problem is my faith in this offensive line and my faith in Matt Nagy to not put him out there for a massacre. But I just uh, I just keep forgetting that we're, we got to be doing this from a mindset of the playoffs and right in the mindset of the playoffs, you're probably not playing him unless there's something completely wrong with your team. And you got yeah. super, super lucky to be in the playoffs to begin with. Um, but that's it. That's all I have. <laughs> well, the other things that could happen is I, how many midweek COVID additions did we have uh, this, this last That's a week? fair point. That's, that's um, the other, that's the other consideration. Yeah, it's nuts. Oh, well, uh, another team that doesn't play till tomorrow, Seattle, uh, barring injury, Wilson, Lockett, Metcalf and Penny should be strong plays against a Chicago team who I think is on the brink of giving up. Uh, they certainly are not rallying behind Matt Nagy. I mean, we're assuming here Penny doesn't get injured tomorrow. That's true. That's a um, big assumption. But we'll see here. Lockett is a wide receiver three with upside if he clears COVID protocol. Um, Metcalf hasn't really done much, but he's playing through a foot and back injuries. So he's a risk reward flex. I'm not crazy at all to bench him for someone like Gage, Kirk, uh, St. Uh, Amon Ross, St. Brown. God, what do people with these crazy long names? Um, cool. and, he, and even Gabe Davis actually over Metcalf. I know it's crazy. I don't know. I like Gabe Davis. He's Gabe Davis is great. Yep. Great Davis. Uh, I'm going to pick Seattle because it's against Chicago. Yeah. I feel like at this point too, because it doesn't seem like the bears are going to win this game that Chicago might start, you know, the players might start being like, whatever. 
Yeah, I'm gonna go let's, with uh, let's get a good first rounder for next. Oh, wait, we don't. I can't complain about that. I did want Fields. I can't Fields complain about losing the first rounder. We just have to keep him healthy. Derek Carr could have been great. Nope, David Carr could have been great, but, you know, you let the guy get blasted too many times and bad things happen. Oh, Mung triples up. He's going to take Seattle as well. Pittsburgh at Kansas City, certainly not a great offensive output this week for Pittsburgh, but you've got to go back to the well with Najee and Deontay. Frymuth is probably out after his second concussion of the year, but on the off chance he plays this week, you're starting him. Yeah, not too much to add. Uh, uh, Zach Gentry is a Hail Mary tight end two play if Frymuth is out uh, with Ebron already on IR. Uh, Kansas City is vulnerable over the middle. And Pittsburgh certainly likes to use the uh, tight end. Good call there. Uh, for Kansas City, you need points here. And uh, the main thing with Kansas City is I would uh, is that I would strongly consider other options than Edwards Alaire if you have the opportunity. But there's been so many, like, a guy I would play over him would be Leonard Fournette, but you've lost him now. Um, so so your best available may be Edwards Alaire here. Um, certainly uh, the recent weeks with Cordero Patterson put you at a little bit of pause, who last week I would say definitely play him over Edwards Alaire, but now I have a little bit of a question. So, uh, yeah, tough question there. Otherwise, let your Kansas City studs carry you. Yeah, what happened to CH? Like, on paper, he should have been great against the Chargers. Yeah. And then... Pitt isn't great versus the run either. So he, I mean, touch independent flex. Probably. I think Edwards Hilaire happened to Edwards Hilaire. Unfortunately, uh, Pat Mahomes lobbied for him to be drafted to the team and he was given all the opportunity in the world. Couldn't get it done exactly. And I think he just unfortunately isn't as good of an NFL caliber running back as we were hoping him to be. And, uh, coaching is starting to catch up with that. Well, no, they caught up with it a while ago with Daryl Williams. Um, and now they're using, uh, you know, Gore and other guys in, uh, in, uh, you know, spots side side to him. Yeah, but I, I mean, you can't really. Hmm, I was gonna say you can't really blame him for because Kansas City's offense had. And I, I'm gonna say some troubles this year, but like they're still pretty excellent. So yeah, it's it's tough to kind of articulate that, but at the same time, maybe he's just a guy, you know? Maybe he's just not that great. Who knows? I mean, we th- we said this about you know Leonard Fournette for years, and then he finally got it together on an offense in a, in a great situation that was using him adequately. So yeah, I but mean, this should a be a great situation that's using does... him adequately right now. Right. right. I don't know precisely. So Whatever. so you know certainly don't uh, sell him for pennies on the dollar in a dynasty or anything like that because I mean, this could him. all turn itself around. You for sure hold him, but you just look for other help. Right. Um. But having said all that, we'll see. If Kelsey clears COVID protocol, uh, if not, Blake Bell and Noah Gray would fill in. But both are just uh, touchdown dependent tight end twos, and we'll probably split snaps. Probably. Probably. Yeah. So, so I'm taking Kansas City here. Mung has an interesting note. He says Kansas City, but he doesn't feel great about it if Kelsey is out. Well, I conversely do feel great about it if Kelsey's out. So I am going to chalk that up to Mung picking Pittsburgh, and I'm picking Kansas City. How about you, Dan? I'm also going to pick Kansas City because I want to pick against Mung because he's not here to defend himself. <laughs> Exactly. All right. Denver at the Rams. Um, you aren't starting any of this passing attack for Denver, even less so with Drew Locke expected to start. Both running backs are in play in the flex, I think, for this week. Their upside's capped in what should be a much less effective offense without Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, there's going to be a heavy dose of a rushing attack versus the Raiders. And, and that's top three in fantasy points allowed to opposing quarterbacks that have 
and uh, they have uh, and has already given up 18 total touchdowns to running backs through 14 games. And yeah, all the Denver wide receivers and tight ends are just tied, uh, touchdown dependent flexes. So if you have to start one, uh, Sutton, because Locke, you know, uh, Locke, Locke has yeah. a, he's a he's a gunner, you know, he can he he has a he has a big arm. You are right. He will throw more of those. Uh, he will throw more of those balls uh, that are 50-50 balls that cut, that uh, Sutton goes and attacks in the sky. But you know, you know who else does that? Tim Patrick quite effectively. And it's just too risky for me to try and uh, flip a coin on right now in the in in semifinals week. Uh, so you're saying that you wouldn't play any of them? I wouldn't. I wouldn't right now. I guess that's assuming you have better options, though. Yeah. Well, if you drafted Sutton where you needed to. Um, uh, God bless if you made it all this way this far um, without having to rely on him. You must have made a very shrewd trade or a good free agent pickup. But if you did, you haven't been starting to this point because Sutton has been dreadful. Yeah. And I like him any more than, uh, more than the next guy. All right. That'll take us into the Raiders side of the football. Um, big shocker this week. You know, Josh Jacobs, they lost. Jacobs didn't have a huge game but uh, was good enough to get it, get the job done. I expect him to be good enough to get the job done again versus Denver, especially, like we said, with the running back landscape uh, being what it is right now. Um, if Waller's back, uh, you go ahead and throw him in there, of course, and uh, Hunter Renfro is, of course, a very good play every single week. Tons of targets. Yeah, it's worth noting that Denver focused on stopping Renfro last time these two teams played. Um. He has been the number four wide receiver in PPR since the Raiders buy. And, and, and he's been the number four wide, re- wide receiver in PPR the last two weeks with Waller out. Um, but he is a risky flex, flex play this week versus uh, the Broncos strong secondary. I don't disagree with that. And if Waller is back, I would look to maybe look away from Renfro, possibly, just depending on your options, depending on your options. You make a good point. It's tough uh, to I'm say, though. Denver yeah. here. This was a close one for me. Um, but this game against Cleveland tonight with a with a completely depleted Cleveland team um, is what sealed the deal of me picking uh, Denver this week. Yeah, Cleveland was more or less playing a practice squad team. Yeah, um, I'm going to pick Denver because of that as well. Yep, and Mung is also picking Denver. Uh, don't know why he refuses to tell us right now. I know, right? That'll take us into Sunday night football, Washington at Dallas. Uh, Terry McLaurin hasn't carried your team in the second half of the season at all. Uh, I don't envy anyone who drafted Washington players this season. We need to know about a potential McKissick return, who I'm sure will cut into Gibson's usage if available. Uh, the tight end's always in play with Heineke, but who's it going to be? Seals Jones is injured. We don't know what's going on with Thomas. Um, yeah. Plan A, figure out who's uh, healthy. Part two, or no, part one, plan A, part one, figure out who's healthy. Plan A, part two, uh, don't start him regardless. Yeah, it's hard <laughs> with Washington right now. Uh, we'll see yeah. if Heineke is back. Uh, McLaurin would be a back on flex, probably Gibson too. Um, yeah. We'll see how how the snaps are split between Ricky Seals-Jones and, and Jonathan Bates, or John Bates tomorrow. Uh, th- there's a lot up in the air. An ugly, ugly team. Two years running. Thanks, Washington. Let's see what you can bring next I mean, year. Maybe years, if you get a team really? name. Two years. We won't have to be worried so much. I think it's been more than two years that they've been they've had some issues, but whatever. Well, I digress. Yeah, that's, we'll move that's on. a very good point. 
Uh, Dallas, Dallas Cowboys are a tough team to uh, to be tied to right now. Dak is up and down. Certainly was down this past week. The running back situation is a complete mess. The wide receiver talent limit each other. The upside isn't likely big, but I don't think you can get away from this pass game really. Dalton Schultz led the team in receptions, yards, and he had the touchdown. While Cooper likely ended your playoff run for you, but if he didn't, I'd put him back in. <laughs> yeah, Washington's been better versus the pass in recent weeks. Uh, yep. when half their defense doesn't have COVID. Uh, so it's hard to imagine you, you have better options than Prescott. Uh, he, so he's probably a back-end QB1. Yeah, still plenty of explosion on that offense, so I'm taking Dallas. Me too. And so is Mung. And that'll take us into Monday night football. Uh, Miami at the Nor- at, uh, at the Norlands. At the Saints, uh, I'm not sure anybody saw that big day coming from Duke Johnson. Two touchdowns. I'm also not sure it matters as nobody should be chasing running back points against New Orleans of all teams. Uh, Devontae Parker and Gesicki were both good enough to get it done. Both remain in play here. Uh, I would avoid Tua Tungavailoa though. Yeah, you guys last week talked a lot about Parker, um, and he came through big time. I don't know if I'd trust him this week with Waddle back assuming waddles back um unless i missed something in the news uh but parker is is likely to see a lot of marshawn Lattimore on the outside probably right and uh did you was it you that said last week with with duke johnson yeah Yeah. i i think i i I I did i was i mean it was very it was extremely Tongue in cheek, so I didn't want to. Bre- I didn't want to claim it as some sort of victory okay. at all. But yeah, I, uh, you know, I, Miami has done some crazy stuff, and uh, here they did it again. Twenty-two carries for Duke, Duke Johnson versus uh, versus just ten for Miles Gaskin. Um, just crazy. I mean, so what's going to happen? Are, you, are they going to split the work? Well, I'm not, I'm not Lostradamus or anything like that. No, you but, clearly uh, are, though, because you called this already. you got to do it again. The, the dolphin whisperer, right? Um, You're one I, I for one on Duke Johnson. Make more. that two for two. <laughs> so I would expect it to be a little closer, but New Orleans is going to shut both of them down anyway. You're so totally so right. this is not a team I want to chase. I, I know. I'm just I'm yanking your chain a little bit. Yep. All right, move well, on. That's fine with me. <laughs> As for New Orleans, uh, Camara is the only real play I can be in confident here. Uh, I can be confident in here. Callaway has a shot in the Miami matchup, um, but uh, not an exciting offense with Taysom Hill. Yeah, um, Taysom, Camara, Callaway, and who knows? Maybe maybe Camara will have another uh, Christmas miracle type game. Was it was that last year? Was it around Christmas? Was it, it was, was it the day he had after six Christmas? Touchdowns, I believe. Or was it on Christmas? I don't remember. I don't know, man. I believe it was Christmas football that that happened. Yes. You uh, ask Santa or whatever, whatever you do. Well, for I don't want him to ask holidays. Santa for that because I believe I'm playing him this oh, week. Oh, uh, if, okay. if, if things all hold ask still, Santa let me put him on your, double check on the, the validity list. of that statement. Uh, yes. Shout out to uh, to our league, who uh, the, the the addicts definitely don't want to hear about, but uh, here we are. Uh, if things hold steady, no, I won't be facing Kamara. So Kamara, go ahead and score six touchdowns against Mung next It'll week. It'll be a Christmas miracle. I can't wait. Exactly. All right, that's it. 
Uh, well, we got to pick teams. I'm picking New Orleans. Oh, Mung pick says due to, he's leaning New Orleans due to them being home. But it's 50-50. A 50-50 against Miami sounds like Mung's picking Miami. So I yet again am going to choose against Mung with New Orleans. Yeah, I'm going to choose against Mung as well with New Orleans. Can't, yeah. can't choose with Mung. Yeah, team synergy all the way here. Uh, yeah, our uh, Mung and I uh, are at actually an even uh, for for the season on on winners and losers, as crazy Wait, as really? that would be, he picked up a game on me this week, and uh, I guess we'll have to wait wait, wait for the fantasy finale hmm. week in order to see who actually wins same, for the season. Pardon? You guys picked all the same, didn't you? I'm actually just looking back, going back and looking at you. The real picks for Mung, you guys are. Yeah, all. Are, uh, uh, that's why we were team synergy. All 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 uh, sixteen games were the same for all three of us. Fine. Okay. Okay fine and you know what it's fair it should be that way we should we should have the uh the uh the winner determined on a week that mung's available that's true <laughs> all right with covid news uh for quarterbacks we have uh taylor heineke and baker mayfield uh running backs we got austin eckler kareem hunt alex collins and alexander madison wide receivers we have tyler lockett kendrick Bourne, jarvis landry alan robinson and Kadavius Kadarius tony Tight ends, we have Travis Kelsey, Tiger Hit, Tyler Higby, Austin Hooper. Uh, Eckler was placed on the COVID list on Monday, so his status is up in the air this week. Uh, Jamal Williams and Jalen Wild were activated off COVID reserve and should be good to go this week. And that'll take us into the non-COVID injury news. At quarterback, we've got Lamar Jackson, who ends up having a bone bruise on his ankle, so he's questionable. Uh, it's a good sign that he was getting some work in late last week. He was close to a game-time decision, so just keep an eye on his practice status this week. Teddy Bridgewater is doubtful with a new concussion. It's Bridgewater's second concussion this week, year. It sounds like Denver expects Drew Locke to start this week instead. So keep an eye on updates, but barring any changes, expect Locke. And then finally, Daniel Jones with that neck injury. He met with a neck specialist last week and is now done for the season. He wasn't startable in one quarterback formats anyway, but he can be safely dropped now in all redraft formats if he didn't last week. Uh, even super flex, even two quarterback. Uh, moving on to running backs, uh, we'll start with Joe Mixon with a high ankle sprain. He is doubtful. Even if it's mild, Mixon is likely to miss at least one week, if not more. Uh, monitor his practice status closely this week and check for updates. Leonard Fournette, hamstring strain, out for a week or two. Fournette is also likely to miss at least one week, if not more. Check his practice participation and updates this week as well. Uh, Damian Harris, hamstring strain, questionable. Harris was unable to suit up for Saturday's game versus Indy. So monitor his practice status this week. He was downgraded to out after last Friday's practice after being limited all week. So it's possible that he could have suffered a setback. Uh, Elijah Mitchell, uh, knee inflammation. He's questionable. Mitchell has passed concussion protocol, but the swelling in his knee has kept him out of practice and out of games. Monitor his practice status closely as there's no guarantee he'll be back on a short week with San Francisco playing on Thursday night. Uh, Kareem Hunt, high ankle sprain. He's doubtful. Hunt is likely to miss at least another week, uh, and even if he returns for the fantasy championships next week, his workload would be in question as a risky flex start. He's not a must-hold in shallower leagues. Uh, J.D. McKissick, he has a concussion. He's questionable. McKissick has been unable to pass concussion protocol for weeks. All the best to him, and hopefully he'll recover soon, but he's no longer a must-hold for fantasy. Uh, DeAndre Swift, uh, shoulder sprain. He's doubtful. Uh, there are reports that Swift's shoulder isn't progressing as expected. 
Uh, so there's a chance that Swift is done for the season considering Detroit is out of contention. He should be uh, held if possible, but if you need starters at other positions this week, Swift is no longer a must-hold. And then Trey Sermon, ankle injury on IR. Sermon is eligible to return this week, but we'll see if he can actually start practicing. With Mitchell's knee acting up, Sermon's status is worth monitoring in deeper leagues or if you have Jeff Wilson Jr. Great job. And, well, of course, here that there's plenty of options to uh, fill in those places uh, this week. Great uh, great week. Great uh, thing for this week of, uh, of fantasy semifinals to have so many fantasy uh, waiver ads. As for the wide receiver injuries, Julio Jones is out two to three weeks minimum with the hamstring strain. Uh, this is the second time Jones has aggravated his injury after returning to play. He's likely to be sidelined through the end of the fantasy season. He's droppable in all redraft formats. Chris Godwin tours ACL. He's done for the season. Sadly, he's now droppable in all redraft formats, and he may start the 2022 season on the pup as well. Mike Evans is doubtful with a hamstring strain. Brutal news for Tampa Bay, but at least Evans is only expected to miss a week or two as of now. Uh, there's a chance that Evans could be back this week or next, but he's not a must-hold if you have short benches and need to find starters for this week. Evans may play limited snaps even if he's back soon, and Tampa could hold him out just to be safe with the NFL playoffs on the horizon and winnable games versus the Panthers and Jets even without Evans coming up. Rondale Moore questionable with an ankle injury. We don't have many details yet on Rondale, so check for updates on him in the next day or two. Uh, Moore could be a usable fantasy flex or better with Hopkins out the rest of the fantasy season. Sterling Shepard towards Achilles. He's out for the season. He can be dropped in all redraft formats. It's questionable if he'll even be ready for the start of the 22 season. The Achilles is always a very tough uh, recovery. Kadarius Tony is questionable with an oblique injury. If Tony clears COVID protocol, we'll still need to see if he can practice this week. With Shepard now out for the year, there's PPR potential for Tony, even if it's now Jake Fromm under center. Emmanuel Sanders' knee sprain is doubtful. Sanders is likely to miss another week or two with the injury. He wasn't a reliable starter anyway and doesn't have to be rostered outside of deeper leagues. Uh, keep an eye on Adam Thielen. He's, of course, not playing tonight, but we got to monitor his practice reports hanging in the next week. Will Fuller is out for the season with a broken finger. It sounds like Fuller isn't expected back anymore this season. He wasn't rostered in most leagues anyway, but he's 100% droppable in all redraft formats. A.J. Brown on the IR with a chest injury. Brown is eligible to return this week, so we'll see if he can return to practice. Uh, with Julio now out, Brown could be a PPR machine as the only viable receiving option for Tannehill. Check out his practice status over the next few days. Antonio Brown, both an ankle injury and a suspension. With Brown coming off suspension and both Evans and Godwin sidelined, he has league-winning potential in fantasy if he can practice this week and suit up for this week's game. Monitor his practice participation closely this week, but the early reports are, are that his ankle should be good to go. Elijah Moore on the IR Moore with a quad injury. Moore was solidifying his role as the number one receiver for the Jets prior to the injury. He's eligible to return week 17 for the fantasy championship, and he has a nice matchup versus Tampa. But it could be hard to trust his involvement in the first game back, even if active. He's a stash in deeper leagues or, play, uh, or for playoff teams who could use wide receiver depth, but isn't a must-hold. And DeAndre Hopkins is out for the season with the MCL tear. Uh, in case you missed it, Hopkins underwent surgery and will miss the rest of the fantasy season. Uh, he's droppable in all redraft formats. And then on to tight ends. Uh, first up we have is Pat Fryermuth. Uh, he has a concussion. He's doubtful. Um, as with Bridgewater, this is Fryermuth's second concussion this year. And uh, Pittsburgh is likely to take it slow with him. Uh, there's a chance he could play, but fantasy GMs should plan for Fryermuth to be out. Uh, Darren Waller, knee sprain, he's questionable. 
uh, the IT band sprain that kept Waller out again versus Cleveland. So we'll see if he's able to get some practices in later this week. Um, TJ Hawkinson, he uh, thumb surgery. Uh, he's out for the season. Uh, Hawkinson underwent surgery and will miss the rest of the year. He's droppable in all redraft formats. And that'll take us into our waiver wire ads for the week. Plenty of streamer options at quarterback. Uh, Taysom Hill, Hill didn't produce much in a 9-0 win over Tampa on Sunday night, but Miami presents a much easier matchup this week. If you survive the first week of fantasy playoffs, Hill remains a strong quarterback option considering his rushing ability. Tyler Huntley in Baltimore. If Jackson remains sidelined by his ankle injury, we've seen that Huntley fits in admirably in Baltimore's offense, as well as for fantasy rosters. His rushing upside makes him a strong option with a decent fantasy floor and ceiling. Justin Fields in Chicago. We'll see how Fields does tonight versus Minnesota, but his rushing potential gives him a fairly high fantasy floor and ceiling. Seattle's defense has been playing better as of late, but Fields running keeps him in play as a streaming option. And finally, Jared Goff. If you're desperate, the Goff torched Arizona in the massive upset win, and he gets another favorable matchup against Atlanta, who has allowed the second most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks this year. Oh, and with that, we'll move on to running backs. Uh, first up, Devin Singletary. Uh, Singletary has become a workhorse back for uh, for Buffalo down the stretch. Against Carolina on Sunday, he played 65 snaps compared to just three for Breida, and Moss was a healthy scratch. Uh, he's mostly rostered, but still available in about a quarter of leagues out there. Uh, he should be a priority add if available. Um, Ronald Jones and Keyshawn Vaughn. Uh, with Fournette likely to miss some time and Gio Bernard already on IR, that leaves Jones and Vaughn. Jones saw eight carries and saw two passes after Fournette left the game versus New Orleans. He showed bursts, uh, breaking a few long runs. Um, Carolina is a tough run defense, uh, but just allowed 86 yards and a touchdown to Singletary on Sunday. And Tampa Bay has a strong offensive line. Jones is an upside RB2 this week and should be a priority add. Jeff Wilson Jr. Uh, we recommended adding Wilson last week, so hopefully you had him rostered if you needed uh, running back help. Uh, with Mitchell's status in question uh, through the end of the fantasy season, Wilson is a back-end RB2 uh, this week if Mitchell is out again um, as lead back in San Francisco, though Tennessee is a much tougher run defense this week than Atlanta was on Sunday. Uh, Sanjay Pirine and Chris Evans. With Mixon likely to miss some time, Pirine uh, should be the primary benefit benefactory. Uh, with Mixon played through uh, an ankle injury earlier this year versus Green Bay in Week 5, Pirine led the team in carries with 11 and saw five targets. Baltimore is a tough matchup this week, but Pirine should be a solid PPR flex with upside. If you're desperate, Evans has some PPR upside as patch catching complement in uh, deep leagues. Uh, Rashad Penny. Penny is mostly rostered now after his big showing versus Houston last week, but we'll see how he does uh, versus a much tougher LA Rams defense this week. Uh, still, if he's healthy and remains a lead back, Penny is a viable volume-based flex option or RB2 fill-in for teams that need help uh, and has great rushing matchup versus Detroit in the fantasy championship week. Uh, Donta Foreman. Uh, Foreman rema remains um, widely available despite having won the lead role in Tennessee's backfield. Uh, San Francisco is a tough rushing matchup, but he should see close to 20 carries again and is a touchdown-dependent flex play. Uh, Hilliard is a viable RB4 play in PPR as well, considering his pass-catching pass catching role. Uh, with, Juli with Julio Hurt again, he could see target volume uh, as a top checkdown uh, option for Tannehill. Uh, Duke Johnson. 
there's a reason we have Johnson this far down the list on the waiver wire list for running backs. Do not go crazy for him over these other options just because he had a blow up week versus the Jets. A bottom three run defense in DVOA. New Orleans is the best defense in the league and will be a far tougher matchup this week. And expect Gaskin to get worked back into a bit more as he saw just 10 carries to Johnson's 22 in his first game back from COVID. Johnson is worth adding, but temper expectations for him as he's just a back-end flex this week. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson and Brandon Bolden. It'll be tough to get any helpful injury news from New England, but if Damian Harris were to miss another week due to a hamstring injury, both Stevenson and Bolden would be in the flex conversation. Neither did much versus Indy, but a top run defense, but Buffalo is a bit more susceptible to the run as we saw two weeks ago. However, barring more bad weather conditions, Bolden might actually be the better play in PPR if New England were to trail in this rematch with Stevenson as a touchdown dependent flex on the ground. Rex Burkhead. Burkhead is a touchdown dependent flex play this week. He led the team again in carries with 16 versus Jacksonville compared to just six for Johnson and three for Freeman. The Chargers have allowed 19 total touchdowns to running backs through 14 games. Houston is sure to try to attack them on the ground rather than subject their rookie QB uh, to a tough pass rush and pass defense. Uh, Justin Jackson. Eckler was able to play through uh, his ankle injury on Thursday night, but the backfield workload was split more than usual. Jackson saw 13 uh, carries to Eckler's 12 and figures to be the lead back if Eckler were to to aggravate his injury again at any point. He's also a viable touchdown-dependent RB4 this week versus a Houston defense that allowed 18 total touchdowns to running backs through 14 games. Uh, Jamal Williams and Craig Reynolds. With Williams back from the COVID list and assuming that Swift, Swift remains out this week, both Detroit running backs are viable flex options against a vulnerable Atlanta run defense that's top 10 in fantasy points allowed to running backs. Uh, while Williams could resume his lead role, Reynolds has played well enough uh, that he's uh, the preferred Detroit running back for fantasy GMs uh, this week over Williams uh, because it's his first game back from COVID. Reynolds has averaged 19 carries for 98 rushing yards per game over the last two weeks. Amir Abdullah. We mentioned Abdullah last week as a garbage time PPR flex versus Buffalo, and he came through with four catches for 48 yards and a touchdown. Uh, he's likewise an RB4 option uh, with some PPR upside versus Tampa Bay this week due to uh, his receiving role uh, for Carolina. Um, to Ernest Johnson, with Kareem Hunt sidelined once again, Johnson resumes his role as the upside handcuff uh, to Chubb for the fantasy playoffs. He should be rostered with some upside as a desperation RB4 as well. And a remi- and of course, a reminder uh, that high upside handcuff running back should be rostered for the fantasy playoffs if you, are, if you have good wide receivers and tight end depth. These include, of course, Dylan, Pollard, Madison, and Michelle. Some others uh, who are rostered in fewer leagues could be out there are like uh, Devontae Booker, Daryl Williams, and Mark Ingram. We also had Sanjay Pirine and Ronald Jones on our list from last week, so hopefully you snagged them for free rather than needing to spend uh, d- to bid the rest of your FAB dollars uh, this week after Mixon and Fournette's injuries. And that'll take us into wide receiver. Uh, sorry for letting out that sigh. I was just uh, lamenting uh, these these announcers showing us 
cold Chicago style deep dish pizza that doesn't look very appetizing. I love Chicago style deep that dish was weird. pizza, but of course they just put us on they just put us on blast on television. I recommend just to make us look stupid. If you're gonna eat Chicago style pizza, that you eat it nice and hot. Nice and hot, fresh. We've got <laughs> we've got her on the sidelines. The thing looks like a brick. Come yeah, on, I know, come right? on, people. Did they say what kind All it was? Right. I don't have the sound on. No, I, I I'm just... recording a podcast. I don't have the sound on, but I bet Why you could hear. Why would I ask that of... question to you? That was so stupid. <laughs> Dude, maybe uh, you, I don't know. Maybe you have closed well, captioning on. I don't know. You mean you haven't heard it this whole time? No. All right. Wide receiver. I'm the, I'm the sound producer of this, and I didn't put that together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's okay. A.J. Brown. Uh, Brown is, of course, mostly rostered out there, but uh, in a so- small percentage of leagues. It's worth checking your waiver wire just in case, even if you're set at the wide receiver position, you don't want your opponent picking him up. Same deal with Antonio Brown. Um the other Brown is also rostered in most leagues, but he's available in almost half of leagues and could be a potential league winner if he's back this week with Godwin and Evans out. We've seen the connection he has with Brady. Both AJ and Antonio Brown should be priority ads and should be 100% rostered heading into week 16. Next on the list is Russell Gage. Gage has averaged nine targets per game over the last five weeks with Calvin Ridley out. We talked about him as our top wide receiver at wide receiver last week. Hopefully you already grabbed him. He's the de facto wide receiver one for Atlanta while Ridley's on the NFL list and a solid wide receiver three in PPR with upside, especially with a great matchup versus Detroit this week. In uh, Arizona, Christian Kirk, A.J. Green, and Rondale Moore with Hopkins out for the year and more questionable with an ankle injury this week. Kirk and Green should both see plenty of targets or a Colts defense that's much easier to throw on than run on. Kirk should be a solid wide receiver to play with Green a viable wide receiver three candidate for this week. Moore is worth a look in deeper leagues as he'd be a boomer bust four if he's active given his speed. Your boy Gabe Davis with Emmanuel Sanders out of Carolina. Davis stepped in as the number two wide receiver for Buffalo and scored two touchdowns. He's a viable wide receiver three play this week versus New England with secondary likely focused on stopping digs. And Davis has a dream matchup versus Atlanta in the fantasy championship next week. I'm Ross St. Brown and Josh Reynolds in Detroit. We discussed both St. Brown and Reynolds last week, though we expected more garbage time production rather than passing performance we saw versus, uh, with Detroit in the lead for the entire game versus Arizona. Either way, both Detroit wide receivers are seeing high target volume with Hawkinson now out for the season, and both are viable wide receiver threes with upside in a great matchup versus Atlanta this week. Marcus Callaway. Callaway led the team with nine targets, six receptions, and 112 receiving yards versus Tampa Bay in the upset, and he should get another favorable matchup versus a beatable Miami secondary this week. Callaway remains in the PPR flex conversation. And missed field goal. Sorry. And for the Jets, Jameson Crowder and Braxton Berrios. With Corey Davis out for the year and Elijah Moore on the IR, Berrios led the team in targets versus New Orleans with 10 two weeks ago, but then saw just one target versus Miami. It's very hard to trust any part part of the Jets offense, but both Crowder and Berrios Berrios are volume-based wide receiver fours in PPR scoring. Yeah, you said a missed field goal. It was blocked. Oh, it was blocked. Okay. Yeah, you. That, that, I don't know. Did you check the replay? It like hit like yeah, his like thumb. Uh, corner of the. Oh, yep. There it is. Yeah. I think I'm a little behind. You're, you. you're definitely behind. Well, I, I'm watching it on the the old antenna. Oh, the old Nintendo. Very right. nice. Yeah. All right. <laughs> moving on. Moving on to tight ends. Uh, C.J. Uzma 
Uh, Baltimore has given up eight tight ends to or t- tight, given up eight tight ends to touchdowns this year. Given up eight touchdowns to tight ends this year, and they just allowed six catches to uh, the Green Bay tight ends combined on Sunday. Uh, Uzma hasn't or Uzma uh, hasn't seen more than six targets in a game all year. But Baltimore is vulnerable over the middle of the field, and he's logged 91 yards and two touchdowns versus the Ravens when they met in Week Seven. Uh, James O'Shaughnessy. Uh, it's slim Pickens at tight end, uh, but O'Shaughnessy has averaged five targets per game over the last four weeks since Dan Arnold's injury. He's been okay. He's ha- ah, he has had an okay floor due to volume, but the Jets are top ten in fantasy points allowed to opposing tight ends this season, so he's a good pick. Um, Jared Cook. Cook is a risk reward play, but Houston is top ten in fantasy points given up to opposing tight ends, and he can see more targets, especially in the red zone. If Donald Purim is out this week due to a concussion that he suffered on a nasty hit versus the Chiefs on Thursday night, then he's a good pick. Uh, Brevin Jordan. Jordan didn't log a single target coming into the game versus Jacksonville with a hand injury after leading the team in targets versus uh, the Seahawks two weeks ago. However, if he's healthy, Jordan is worth a look with the Chargers having given up 12 touchdowns to tight ends this year through 15 games, including two this past week to Travis Kelsey certainly the case and we've got a couple streaming defense options here philadelphia the eagles likely to get jake from this week and without sterling shepherd philly ranks third in pass rush win, uh, win rate and should have ample opportunities for sacks and turnovers against a giants team that ranks 25th in pla- pass block win rate uh, new orleans the saints seem to have monster games versus tampa and then disappear but they should be able to get to Tua at least a couple of times with miami ranking dead last in pa- pass block win rate Tua also turned the ball over three times on Sunday versus the Jets. So New Orleans is a risk-reward option. The L.A. Chargers. The Chargers haven't been great on defense all year, but they've logged at least one sack and one turnover forced in each of their last four games. Houston also ranks 29th in pass block win rate, so there should be some opportunity to get after the rookie Mills in this one. And Seattle. If you're desperate, Seattle's defense has been inconsistent this year, but they do face the rookie fields this week. Despite his mobility, Fields gave away three turnovers versus Green Bay this week. He's already fumbled twice tonight, and we'll see how he fares tonight versus Minnesota. And as always, if you have more specific questions regarding your team or league, we're happy to reply to questions on Twitter. You can't find me, but you can find Mung at FFA underscore Mung. That's M-E-N-G. And Addicts, you can, of course, find me at FFA underscore LOS. That's L-O-S. You can find the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and more. Wherever you're listening, hit that, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any of the upcoming episodes. We're nearing a close. It's a fantasy world, and we're all just addicts in it. Thanks, Addicts. At Wendy's, we make breakfast better. Like with our breakfast baconator. Better from top to bottom bun. Savory sausage patty? Better. Crispy oven-baked bacon? Better. Fresh cracked egg? Better. The Breakfast Baconator might just be the greatest breakfast sandwich of all time. So you can keep settling for not better, or you can get a better breakfast from Wendy's. Tough choice. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's Better Breakfast. Participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.